Hey everybody, Matthew Cook here, and this is episode 88 of the Tactical Dad Podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about a specific part of a gun, the bore, and we're also going to touch on rifling. Let's get into it. Hello people, welcome to the Tactical Dad Podcast. I'm your host Matthew Cook and I am a husband, a father of two children and now a tactical dad. I'm a novice shooter, a beginner in survival and general prepping. However, I do have the ambition of becoming a competitive shooter one day and so I'm spending countless hours with expert coaches trying to accelerate my knowledge and skills, my marksmanship in this industry. With that being said, As a newbie to this whole world, this is a podcast dedicated to my journey, and I really hope to help all those new gun owners along the way. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, I'm Matthew Cook, and this is episode 88 on the Tactical Dad Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk the inside of the barrel. I'm going to go through some of the basics of the the gun ball and also rifling. I'm going to touch on rifling. So let me preface this by saying I am no expert in guns. I'm not an expert in ammunition. I'm just an enthusiast and I'm training to become a competitive shooter. And I'm learning this whole world in, in an attempt to become a much better prepared dad for my wife and my family. So... Uh, every, everything I say, you can find somewhere online. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at research papers, I'm reading books, I'm watching YouTube videos, I'm physically calling and speaking to uh, manufacturers, experts at different companies, uh, shooting uh, like competitive shooters, ex-military guys, trainers, uh, firearm instructors. That's where my information is coming from. But I'm sure you can find everything I say online somewhere just as you can find anything online somewhere. So let's get into it. The inside of the uh, barrel of a gun is called the bore. So the bore refers to the inside of the barrel, specifically the diameter of the cylindrical passage that runs from the muzzle, so the end of the barrel, to the breech, which is the end where the cartridge or shell is loaded. Also, based on feedback and comments and a little bit of bashing on social media, I'm going to try to make, try to get, I'm going to try to get the points across quicker and try to get the value in the podcast to you quicker as that's what people wanted. So I'm going to try and do that. So what I've, what I've done is made bullet point lists. Uh, I've tried to condense everything down so I can give it to you uh, quicker and, and faster. So. The, the bore diameter is measured from the inside of the barrel, usually in inches or millimeters. The bore diameter is a critical factor or a critical part in determining the performance of a firearm as it really does affect the accuracy, the velocity and recoil of the bullet. <clears throat> Excuse me. The bore diameter is also used to determine the caliber of the firearm, which is um, the caliber is a standardized measurement used to identify the size of the cartridge or shell the firearm is 
has been designed to fire. So super important. Firearms can have different bore diameters and it's all down to its intended use, which I've found everything is in almost everything, but especially in this industry, you can customize your, your gear, your guns, your ammo uh, to the intended use, which is, I think is super cool. So it, it bore diameters again, falls into that category of what's it, what is the intended use and you should cater to that. That's why people have so many guns. Like a lot of people collect guns, yes, but also people have different guns for the different intentions and different uses. So that's that. Uh, an example. So um, a shotgun may have a bore diameter of a 12 gauge, while a rifle may have a bore diameter of 0.223 inches. So that, like completely different guns, different bore diameters. The bore diameter can also be used uh, to, uh, sorry, the bore it used and is used uh, to influence, uh, uh, is influenced by the rifling. This was, um, when did I learn? I didn't, I learned rifling not, not that long ago, actually. Um, something I never considered, like the inside of the barrel. It, I just thought um, that it was just going to be smooth, which a long time ago it was. I looked into... Like when did rifling start happening? Uh, like what what time period did that start happening? Which was quite interesting actually to go back because I, I just thought they were smooth, but they're not. And it makes sense in terms of aerodynamics. I, I'm no I'm no aerodynamics expert or engineer like that, so I, I don't truly fully understand how the spinning makes the uh, makes the makes the bullet fly more accurately and for longer don't i don't really know the reason why i just know that's what happens so uh, rifling what is it to start with rifling is a series of spiral grooves and lands cut or formed into the bore so the interior part of the barrel there's grooves that are cut inside that of of the of the firearm so your rifle your shotgun your handgun almost almost any gun in this this day and age um has, has got those grooves and lands cut. The purpose of it is to impart a spin on the projectile, so the bullet, as it travels down the barrel, and that spinning stabilizes the, 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 the bullet's flight and it improves its accuracy. And I, I also, this might, this might be wrong, so any experts listening to this, please chirp in and, and tell me. Um, I also believe it makes it go further, a little bit further. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll look. I'll wait to hear from people on that one. Uh, rifling consists of grooves that are cut into the bore in a spiral pattern. So I, I mentioned like a couple of sentences ago that it's like a spiral uh, to make the bullet to make the bullet spin to increase that accuracy because it stabilizes its flight. So they cut in a spiral pattern with raised areas called lands that separate the grooves and these grooves that are cut in a twist pattern meaning that it, it spirals around the bore at a specific rate because you know you can do it at different angles right so um the, there's there's got to be um there's there's a measurement to that and it's expressed as a ratio of distance traveled in one complete turn to the bore diameter so uh, example, a rifling, and you'll see this in specification sheets as well. You'll you'll see 
there's a twist rate and that's this is what i'm about to say is what it is so it might be one to ten which means that the grooves make one complete turn every 10 inches of the barrel's length. Um, so that's what the, the, you'll see twist rate and specification sheets and stuff, which a while ago, uh, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't even know what it was. I just was just skip, kind of skip past it, but that's what it is. And the twist, uh, the, twist rate, the twist rate of the rifle can be varied to optimize again, like intended use here, can be varied to optimize the accuracy and performance of a certain type of ammunition based on like the weight of the bullet, the shape of the bullet and the velocity. Cause there are, there's so many different bullet types and all sorts. So pretty interesting. Um, so, but that would, that, that goes down the route of like different types of rifling, which honestly I, I have no, no idea about. It sounds really interesting. And I'll, I'll, I'll learn it. I'll, I'll read some stuff. I'll try to do some research and learn more about it. But as of right now, I really don't know anything more than just to say there's different types of rifling. Um, yeah, that's all I know on that. Anyone that knows the different types, I would love you to comment and share. I, I, I'll reference any good resources for me to look at because I, I, would, I would like that. that this, take, this took me to when did rifling actually start because prior to rifling like shots just must have been all over the place like super inaccurate from a certain distance at least anyway so i typed in on the internet i actually went to barnes and noble got a couple of books to look at some like history and stuff of firearms and militaries and stuff and the gear they use and all that really cool really interesting it's just given me so much more to talk about in future episodes but I looked through, either way, I looked through some history content and the origins of rifling are actually not clear, which was a little disappointing. But it's believed to have been first developed in the 15th century. So the earliest known example of a rifled firearm is uh, was a German, I'm reading direct from, from this book basically right now. I took the note, made the notes, but this is coming directly from a book shoot what's the book i will i will reference the book in the comments i'll do that for people so uh, the earliest known example of a rifled firearm was a german hand cannon dated to 1440 which is rifled with a series of narrow straight grooves so they didn't quite get the round the spiral yet but they had an idea but it was straight grooves um, but it, apparently it didn't become sort of like widespread until like many centuries later. So, um, yeah, that was that rifling was initially used primarily in like large caliber military firearms, such as muskets and, uh, and, and rifles back in the day then where it provided some improved accuracy and range. Although I was looking through another book, um, I'll reference this one as well. Shoot, I can't remember. I should have made that note. Uh, I was looking through another book and it talked about uh, muskets. I thought it was interesting. Muskets did used to have a smooth ball and they were only accurate from about 90 yards or less. And the book gave this really interesting story. In fact, frightening story. Like, can you imagine being on the front line with a musket, with a smooth ball? And basically... It's just like 
a line of a line of um, of, of the uh, a line of people in the military just you know firing a shot and they would have to be like clean re cleaned and reloaded so that would take some time in which the line behind them were ready to fire and they like go, would go back and forth and they were only accurate from like 90 yards or le like less than 90 yards so they would literally just point in the general direction of a crowd of the opposing uh, of the enemy or the opposing military that sounds like ridiculous you, you just point your gun and shoot and you're standing on the front lines and through the smoke you can you're just getting just absolutely obliterated with random bullet shots coming everywhere it's absolutely frightening so the introduction of small arms so like revolvers and bolt action rifles in the mid 19th century started to further popularize this rifling and it's allowed for like you know extreme greater extreme accuracy a lot more a lot greater accuracy in uh, both smaller firearms more portable firearms and so now both civilian use and military use like like i said right at the start almost almost any gun now uh, has has this technology because of, of because of how much cheaper it is to do on a mass scale because like manufacturing has just improved so much and um how 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 much more accurate it is to to shooting so that is and that's that's about all i've got on on the on rifling which is a super interesting topic and that in a nutshell really is the bore of 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 a gun so the internal parts of the barrel or the internal or the interior of the barrel that's really all there is to say about that so thanks for joining me i hope you got some value out of this shoot 12 minutes long my bad i tried to make it shorter I actually ended up being longer my bad all right that's all from me today i'll see you next time in a future episode where we'll talk more guns ammo tactical gear have a great day